Hello, and welcome to Eyes and Vibes, the soccer podcast where we talk everything USMNT and sometimes more. I'm your host, Trevor Hickman, alongside my co-host and friend, Blake Woody. And today, we have the pleasure of bringing you another interview, this time with Matthew Leal, a U.S. dual national player who spent time in the Portuguese Casapia Academy and recently made a move to Athlone Town in Ireland. Thanks for taking the time, and welcome to our show, Matthew. Thank you. Happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about your pathway before you went to Europe. Before Europe? Um, well, I spent a few years because when I was younger, my uh, my father, um, like most uh, soccer dads do, they create a, a local like neighborhood team. So he made one, and then it was me and my brother and a few of the local kids who kind of got it started for me when I was, uh, I would say maybe, I don't know, elementary school age. Um, so we did that for a couple of years. And then we joined up with a, a club called Vallejo FC, which is, another, which is a club that's based out in um, Newton, Massachusetts. Um, so that was really my first taste into like real club soccer. And I was there for a few years. Um, and then the year before I moved over to, to Europe, I spent one year at the New England Revolution Academy. So I was there for about a full year. And then ever since then, ever since I was under 15, I've been in I've been in Europe. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was wondering how long you were in the Revs Academy for because we admittedly did our scouting beforehand and I saw a picture of you and you uh, you looked a little younger in that picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was a long time ago. Fair enough, fair enough. And did you come up playing uh, center back, center mid? Because I know you play both those now, but uh, w- what position would you primarily play, you know, back in the U.S.? Um, I was pretty much a midfielder all growing up and everything. It's kind of more of a natural position for me. Um, I was moved uh, into center back a little bit because of uh, various reasons, really. But, um, yeah, I was kind of raised as a midfielder, and that's kind of how if someone's asked me, like, hey, what, what's your main position? Be a, be a midfielder. Good deal, man. Well, yeah. Hey, Matthews, Blake here. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Um, I sort of wanted to go off Trevor's question and ask, what was uh, making the move across the pond like for you? And sort of like, what was the big differences between the Revs Academy and then now playing over in Europe? Um, well, at first it was, it was a little, uh, it was different. You know, like adjusting to a new culture, uh, being at a young age was a little difficult, but it, it was nice. It's um, It was cool to experience being in a new, like not just culture, but a style of football, meeting new coaches, seeing how they think and everything. So it took a, a bit of adjustment period, but after, uh, I would say maybe a few months got into it, it was, it was almost like I was been there the whole time, you know, it was, they're really accommodating. They're really, really good. It was just cool to see a new perspective of their way of playing, how like different thoughts and everything. It was, uh, it was great. I'm really happy I made the move. Yeah, that's awesome. Fantastic. Um, yeah, well, uh, my question was going to be, my next one was going to be, um, when you moved to Portugal, did you feel like you needed to speak Portuguese or you wouldn't be able to communicate on the pitch with your, uh, teammates or, or did you feel like, you know, soccer is a language of its own? Um, I would say there's a little bit of both in that. Um, I always say no matter what language you speak, you can play with anyone because as long as there's a ball and two goals, then, then you're set. Um, but a few of the – it also it would help to be able to communicate on the pitch, you know, like telling people when to turn, when to when there's a man on and stuff. But 
after uh, it wasn't too hard because they're actually really really nice into helping us learn and everything so the actual language was more about learning the, the football stuff but we didn't have any problem really because i guess like you said football is its own language totally get that yeah and i i guess sort of going off that too a little bit matthew um do you mind sort of following up um, on what have sort of been the differences of being now in Ireland at Athlone Town and from your time in Portugal? Um, yeah, um, well, it's kind of a different play style. Like uh, I would say every country kind of has their own little version of it. Um, I guess football, but I think it was different. Um, but yeah, I would say it's tough because it is Europe. So it's not like a huge, it's not as big a difference as it was from United States to Portugal. But yeah, it's just a different style of play. Um, it's just a different, like, like I said, a different way of thinking, a different way of how coaches think, different ideas. Um, not as big a difference as it was to the United States to Portugal, but there's a few different things. Like in Portugal, it's a little more possession kind of based. And here it's more about kind of close to the England style. So it's taking a little bit of adjustment, but it's, it's good. It's really good to uh, learn this new style. Absolutely. That, that makes sense. Um, did you, when you moved to Ireland, did you, do you have many uh, U.S. teammates or are you kind of just the, the lone sheep there and, and all the, the Irishmen just, you know, haze you basically? <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. I, there's a few um, other Americans here. Um, uh, my roommate who I live with is actually American too. And then there's one other one. Um, so there, there was a few. They kind of got it out of the way with them. So by the time I got there, they were kind of used to it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's me and two other kids, who are two other guys, I guess. Cool. Uh, and what what positions do they play? Yeah, um, there's one uh, named Vlad. He's a roommate. He's um, he's a goalkeeper, a very good goalkeeper. And then uh, there's one called uh, named Patrick Hickey. In the he's kind of like a sixth last center back. Both very good players. Both very good additions from after they uh, they joined. That's awesome. It's good to have him there. Um, I wanted to uh, shift the conversation a little bit, Matthew, and um, ask about uh, Patrick. Um, You know, you got another professional in the family, and I sort of just wanted to ask, what was the family dynamic growing up, and what's it like um, having both of you, you know, pursuing your dreams over in Europe playing football? Yeah, um, well, we kind of always knew um, that that's what we wanted to do eventually. Um, so when we, like when we hit about under 15, when we made the move, we kind of had that plan for a little while. Like, well, when we hit a certain age, it should be, if we really want to go for it, then we really got to go for it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's kind of like, it's weird. It's not, not like a usual family where you go out and, um, hang out with your friends all the time. Cause me and him, we usually, instead of doing that, would go and train or something, um, which I guess other people would find a little weird, but to us, it's just normal, you know? Cause at this, I mean, you know, at this level, you have to train all the time and uh be ready whenever you can but yeah it was just me and him all the time just didn't really think about anything else other than getting better for a long time and that's uh i guess to us normal maybe not to other people but to us that's just how it was no for sure that is awesome that is awesome and it sounds like you come from a family that is encouraging uh, of your going abroad and kind of taking those adventurous steps um am i correct in saying that yeah, no, my uh, especially my parents. Um, well, one of the things they always said that they weren't really worried about having the best. Uh, like uh, in the United States, all the people who could have made the move also want to focus more on the academic track, which I fully understand. 
But uh, my parents have always kind of agreed and uh, said that like, the best type of ex uh, education you can get is travel and experience. So they've always pushed to let us go and uh, at least try for our dreams. You know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least go experience new cultures, new new parts of the world. And uh, yeah, they're always pushing for it. And especially uh, my father and my mother, because they're both they have family in the places that I've been. So they are very and uh, very uh, open to let me go. And uh, me and my brother. Going that's awesome. those places. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's great. And then um it, taking taking the cleats off for a second, um when you were in Europe or have been in Europe, have you had the chance to travel on your own uh, or, or with friends uh to other European countries and just continue to adventure? Um well I kind of it, it was tough with the scheduling of trainings and everything, but I try to go see as much as I can. Um even if it's in the local area where I am, I kind of try to go and uh, pretty much see see everything I can and as fast as I can, because I don't know how long I'm going to be in certain places for. Um, but long, big trips, I kind of reserve that to go with my family. But yeah. if it's like a yeah. local or a kind of like in your country kind of trip, I do with uh, the guys that I had there. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Good deal. I want to ask too, Matthew, um, have your parents been able to get out there and um, watch a lot of your games? Um, well, it was, it's been a little bit tough um, for them for the last couple of years because me and my brother have been in different countries. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for them to go back and forth so much. Um, but they try. They try. They try to get over at least um, a, a few times whenever they can. But um, like they said, that now that we're about 18, 19 years old, that uh, kind of your own life's got to start. You know, they can't be here all, all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but they do try as much as they can. So I see them. No, nah, I don't spend too much time away from them at once but they, they do try to come as much as i can it's just tough to balance between so many or the two countries and then home so it's it's tough but they, they, they do a good job yeah yeah for sure and then um now being in ireland i have to ask this question but have you tried a properly poured pint of guinness yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know the teammates have been trying to give me uh trying to get me to try um i had uh, I went to some some gathering with the team, and I had a some uh, a thing was called like a baby Guinness shot, but that's about it. <laughs> I haven't had a full okay. pint. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that, that'll keep the Irish horde off of you for just yeah. a little bit, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> delay the inevitable. Exactly. Uh, sort of back to the pitch, Matthew. Um, could you maybe like talk us through your match day routine and what that's like? Um, yeah. Um, well, it's been it's, it's changed throughout the years. Um, kind of like how the team has their schedule. I kind of have to work myself around it. But I guess for the one, my last year or two here is, um, so they, let's say the kickoff is usually at around, uh, it's late kickoff here. So it's like 745. So I pretty much have all day to, to myself until I have to go to the stadium. So it's not, it's not really anything crazy. I don't have any really pregame rituals or anything to, to tell you about. It's kind of just, watch highlights from a few of my favorite players and kind of just clear my mind before I go. It's, it's nothing crazy. It's no real big rituals, but it's, it's about it really kind of just rest and get ready and get mentally prepared. Who do you have up on the highlight reel? Um, that's a few of them. I like to watch Kimmich. Um, oh yeah. Um, Casemiro is a fun one to watch. And then De Bruyne is just, he's a magician. So I got to watch him every day too. There you go. There you go. And then Casemiro recently made a move to Man U. And if, if I remember correctly, you're a Man U fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I was very happy about, about that. 
Um, I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to complete the puzzle, but he should be a very helpful piece. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shifting gears a little bit, um, we are a USMNT podcast, so we love to talk about, you know, the U.S. national and dual national side of things. So first off, have you kept up with the USMNT in your time abroad? Um, I try to do as much as I can. I try to follow as many um, uh, U.S. Men's National Team accounts on Instagram, so I'm always informed of any new player going abroad or any new players making moves. So I try to do as much as I can. And whenever there's a, an American playing, either like like when uh, Josh, Josh Sargent was to play in the league, I try to watch his game every time. When Pulisic would play or when McKinney would play for Juventus, I try to watch as much as I can. Um, but yeah, like Lisa, I'm from, I'm from there, so I'm trying to make trying to keep up as much as I can for all the new news in case something uh, something big happens. Yeah, for sure, man. That's awesome. Is there um like a particular player or um anything on the national team that you try to emulate your game after or you compare yourself to? Um, I like to watch, uh, like I said, kind of like a midfielder type. I like to watch. Um, I'm very happy that Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson went to went to Leeds. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my a, a Premier League team I want to watch, but. Like, kind of like the midfielders on the national team, I kind of whenever they have a game, I like to watch. So I can pretty much kind of like a learning experience every time I get to see them play. Um, and it's just, it's just fun to see uh, you know someone from your home country making a making moves and doing well in a big league. For sure, man. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so uh, a question off of that: If you have been able to watch some of the USMNT games, um, are you a player that prefers a muddy? dirty scrappy pitch or completely clean and pristine um i don't know it depends on who we're playing against i guess if it's more of a, a team that we're going to dominate uh we should at least easily then i take the clean pitch but if we're playing against a team that maybe we're not at, at the moment uh at the level then i take a dirty pitch so we can kind of take their the quality out of the game but it would depend i really don't mind either one okay okay there, I would be happy to play anywhere. And do you play an enforcer type role yourself when it comes to defending? Are you more of like the Sergio Ramos type, or are you uh, a little bit more finessed with your defense? Um, well, kind of, it's it's kind of shifted the last couple of years because moving positions, you kind of learn how to. Well, I could be if I wanted to be an enforcer, but also I I, I kind of more prefer to be kind of the like the pivot in the midfield kind of like more about getting on the ball and moving quickly and playing forward. Um, but I'm, I'm happy that I did play center back for a year or two because if someone needs to put in the tackle, I know how to do it now. So, um, yeah, I prefer to be more of the kind of like the De Bruyne, like getting on the ball and kind of creating. Okay. For sure. And it, for sure. Is De Bruyne one of your highlights uh, that you pull up sometimes or? Uh... Yeah. No, yeah. He Even when I'm just bored and I'm at home, I kind of just watch him. It's just. I can watch him all day, to be honest with you. There's so many highlights that he has and so many stuff, so much stuff that I can learn from. It's just, he's, he's, a, he's a magician. I love him. He is indeed. And um, Matthew, I wanted to ask, what do you, would you consider like the biggest strength of your game? Biggest strength of my game? Um, uh, I would say probably, um, well, hopefully, I like to think so, at least uh, the understanding of the game, because mm-hmm. I've been in, uh, I think, I guess, three different countries now. 
So I have so many different perspectives and so many different styles that I've learned from that I can kind of mold them together into a, kind of a, a whole new way of, of thinking and kind of put, take out the best from each one. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think uh, just learning all that and having a different perspective helped me understand the game more than some people do because they're only raised in one, uh, one country, one style. Yeah. And I uh, think thinking a little bit ahead, but based off of that, uh, that answer, I have to ask, do you think you'd want to ever go into coaching? Um, I've been thinking about it a little bit, but I mean, I'm not quite there yet in my career. <laughs> no, not, not, not quite yet. No, <laughs> um, but not quite yet, but I've been thinking about it. Um, I talked to my, my dad, he was with a coach. He seemed to enjoy it. So it might be an option for me, but I don't know. I'll have to see how, how I feel when I, when the time comes, but I'm definitely thinking about it. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And um, sort of thinking about the future too and career-wise, I wanted to ask Matthew, if you could pick one achievement in your career, what would uh, mean the most to you, such as like winning the World Cup, the Champions League, Ballon d'Or, anything like that? Um, if I could pick one, I would say I'm more of a, I've always preferred team trophies over individual ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'd say the World Cup, if I could pick one, it would mm-hmm. be – even even just to play in it would be incredible, but winning the 2026 World Cup on home soil would probably be the the absolute dream for me. Yeah, man, I think it would for a lot of people. I'd be uh, big for the U.S. And uh, being oh, yeah. abroad, have you noticed at all that U.S. soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, is growing in Europe. Yeah. Have you, have you seen any indication of that? Um, now, obviously you're obviously confined in that you really hang out with the team more than just the general public, but have you even on your team, you know, seen mention of the U S or anything like that? Oh, it's definitely, it's definitely growing. It's definitely because it used to be about, and I just maybe one or two would pop up every year, but now it's just like a whole wave of players that are, coming in and especially at a young age too um if not even look, focusing fully on the professional like first team games a lot of new americans coming in through new um, european academies new like b teams and everything so it might not be so obvious now but in this, i feel like in a few years um it'll be a huge wave of just new american talent coming through so it's, it's definitely growing it's definitely get people getting a lot more opportunities which is great i'm really happy for that yeah and then um one of the questions we asked in our last interview was, what did what do you think about the U.S. progression system in terms of getting scouted, finding your way in an academy? Uh, do, you, do you like the way it is? Do you think that it has room to go? Do you have any opinions on it? Um, I would say the, the main thing would be uh, the, the fact that some most academies are, uh, are pay to play. Um, and that's a lot of pay to play in the United States, which I understand why it is, but the difference that kind of I see is a lot of talent flip through the cracks. If it's like a talent, like really talented player can't afford to to travel or can't afford boots or can't afford something, which in Europe, they, they kind of have a a good grip on how to, how to deal with that. Um, So if the United States can get a little bit more away from a pay to play thing and then more into a European type style, then I think it'd be easier for players to grow, give them more opportunities and, a lot of talented players would stop slipping through the cracks. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. We got a similar answer last time too. I think that's 
definitely a track that on the consensus. Yep. yep, exactly. Is is there anything else that you change about the system, Matthew? I don't think they do a bad job. I think it's kind of growing on its own anyways, kind of closer and closer to the European academies being as like professionalism as they get treated like like pros at a young age. Mm-hmm. It's tough that because obviously it's a education track to college is such a big one mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. they start at like a low room. But here, the kind of on the college track, and then kind of just that, which I can understand. But players were pushed down that professional track, and the uh, route, and uh, a lot more talent would come through because there's a lot of talented players who play in a in the college game. Yeah, that that is something I've noticed as well. Is it seems like we're picking off more and more of the collegiate talents uh for youth national team positions or structure um and european academies are doing the same thing you know they're, they're looking at these players and going well there's some real talent here so i think it, that, that's a really interesting thing for me is seeing that that emphasis on well, wait a minute. The academy structure isn't the only structure. Um, and I, mm-hmm. yeah. So thank you for bringing that up because that, um, I, I totally agree with that. Well, uh, I have one or two more questions. I think Blake has one or two more. Um, and my, my next one would be around, uh, we've talked a ton about, you know, in-depth soccer stuff, but t- tell me a little bit about your personal hobbies, you know, be, being abroad, you, you uh you got to kill some time somehow. So, what do you like to do for fun? Um, well, uh, trying to get around all the grueling training schedule. Um, I kind of like to just wherever I go. I don't. I like just like I said. I don't don't know exactly how long I'd be in a certain place. So, I kind of like to just get out and explore and kind of see the new thing to see everything. Um. But yeah, kind of just traveling is one of the things I really like to do, even if it's just local, seeing the town type of thing, you know. Um, so whenever I go out or whenever I have time, I kind of take a few of the guys uh, I live with and go, like, let's just go, let's just go see what's around. You know, like you do, we don't know how long we'd be here for. Let's just explore, kind of see what's going on. So I guess kind of, I guess exploring slash traveling would be probably the biggest one. Yeah, I like that. For sure. What's uh, been like your favorite place or thing you've seen in Ireland so far? Favorite place. Um, well, it's funny the because my family is actually uh is actually Irish, or my my mom's side of the family is actually Irish. Uh, funny enough, and um, when I came here, but the first thing that I that I realized when I talked to them was, hey, Athlone is actually where your your family's from, and they have a, a hardware store. So my mom my mom's uh, uh, surname or mid name is all over the all over the town because they have the, the famous hardware store. So I thought that was pretty, pretty cool, pretty good coincidence. Oh, wow. That, that's great. That is. It's <laughs> awesome. You're like a local celebrity already. Mm-hmm. You haven't even, you know, really stepped out on the pitch too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that, that, uh, so it, the place or the stadium that you're going to play in, how many – do you know about how many people it seats? Do you know um, – yeah, it's, it's in the Irish Second League, if I'm correct, right? But um, it is, but I would say maybe if it gets full, then maybe about uh, 
couple of two to three thousand maybe if it, okay. if it ever f- fills up okay. yeah. but i'm not exactly sure i i guess that you have to google it but i would say well, about, sure about that. sure yeah yeah okay no that's that's great yeah, it's a nice one it's a nice one it's not a lot of nice uh uh pitches yeah i mean i'm sure it's nice enough yep uh yeah so blake do you have any more questions i think that's about it for me trevor and uh yeah thanks so much matthew for uh for being on here yeah absolutely um i yeah you it was great to hear your your story and get some background on things and um We'll definitely be keeping track of how things go with Athlone Town. And um, as you continue to advance in your career, um, maybe we'll even bring you back on for another interview uh, and just catch up on the journey. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening and keep vibing.